Zycon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. Welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. I'm your host, Gianna, and today we've got Dave. He is located in Arizona. Dave, thank you so much for joining us today. Gianna, it is my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'll just tell you that intro. I have my beats on today and they were, it was on point. So watch it with your beats. It, 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 with it your beats. It's good. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> well, we're going to learn all about you and your EXP journey today. So to get us started, um, take us back to the beginning. Like how is your current real estate team set up? Where did you start? Um, yeah. When did you get into real estate? Just start from day one. We want the whole lowdown. Awesome. The whole lowdown. Well, uh, and thanks for having me on here. You guys have interviewed so many amazing agents, so I'm I'm honored to be thrown in the mix. But you just had some great people on here, so I love this podcast. I've listened to a few recently. Um, you guys are doing great, so thanks for including We're excited me. Excited to have you in the bunch. Yeah, I like it. So, 17 years now, I've been in real estate. So, um, got started. Um, at a young age, I'm I'm 44, so somewhat young, right? You know, mid young, yeah, that's and, young. yeah, that's young for real estate. You know, kind of the mold. Like I think I read the average eight. Your average NAR realtor is a 58 year old woman, so I'm definitely not a 58 year old woman. Uh, I kind of bucked that trend, but been at it for a while. So um, have sold a thousand homes now in my career, and um, have you know was a solo agent. And ran a good sized team, then ran a big team, lost money. Like my, it's funny, I was on another panel the other day and an agent was talking about his biggest year was his worst year ever. I'm like, yep, me too. Like my biggest team produced me the least amount of money, right? So um, went from that to now we have a great sized team, really high producing, uh, small team. Uh, through four of us, we did 140 closings and about 60 million. So um, we like to do a lot of transactions and not, oh, this 30 person team where your average person sells 10 homes a year type of thing. Um, so that's it. So my claim to fame in the middle of my real estate career was I, I became at one point the number one short sale agent in Arizona. Um, that was just my, di- that was what I did. You know, that was my niche. All I did were short sales. And I don't know, you might be too young to know what a short sale is. You know what a short sale is? You know what, for, for just anybody listening right now that may not know what it is, go ahead. Yeah, short sale, right, is 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 when you bought your home for 500000 then it became worth 300000 Like most people today, it's like, that's not possible because every home that is sold just goes up and up and up in value. Well, you know, I was in the thick of it in 2008, 2009, 10, 11. We were like foreclosure. It was a crisis, especially in Arizona. And a lot of us did it. I just held on to it long enough to, to get that claim to fame that I've done. I was doing more than anybody because everybody else moved on from it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep doing it. So, um, but I really enjoyed that aspect of my career. It was just like a seven, eight year run of just focusing on helping people get out of real estate that they 
never imagined they'd be in that situation, right? So, um, but that's my, that's, that's, you're caught up on my career. That's, that's where I'm at today. Team of, um, we're, we're now a team of eight, so we're growing, um, right? And, but I'm just growing it the right way now. I want to be profitable. I want everyone to be profitable, right? So. What, what drew you to real estate initially? What, what caught your interest there? Yeah, good question. So I was actually, had just got married. I was on my way to med school. That's what I was going to do. And we were ready to go, like heading off. And we were going to a little town in Iowa. And I, so don't, don't, first of all, I'm not going to say my wife talked me out of becoming a doctor, but she, she really helped me get clarity. So I thank her for that, but she wasn't that psyched to go spend her first four, five, seven years of marriage in medical school, right? Like that's just, it's hard. And she just really like nailed me down. Like, why are you doing this? What, like, and her best question to me was like, let's just say you only make 40 grand a year. Do you want to be a doctor? It's like, no, of course not. Like I'm doing it to make the money. And she's like, I just think you'd be a really bad doctor then. (laughs) Right. I was like, you're probably right. You're probably right. And at the time I had read a number of books on like real estate investing. Like I was that guy at like 22 who was buying like DVDs off of the internet or off of like commercials. Like I was staying up late at night listening to Carlton Sheets. It's like how to buy homes with no money down as like a 22 year old. So I bought my, I had three homes by 25. Like I bought my first home at 23 and I just was really interested in, in real estate interested in like the fact that it was so such a big part of our, our, our country. Like you weren't a full citizen if you didn't own real estate, that's wild. Like you were like a three fifths of a vote. You didn't get a full vote if you didn't own property that just kind of impacted me. Like it's, it's something I always wanted to do and have. And when she said, what, if you don't go to med school, what do you want to do? I'm like, I'll just do real estate. And that's how I got started. Right. So, oh my goodness. Well, we have five kids. So we're like, do we want to start having kids or do we want to delay? Like, yeah, I mean, we really looked at that. And honestly, I was like, it's a million dollar swing between student loans, debt, setting up a business, starting money now and starting our family. Now I'm like, it's, it's going to put us a million bucks ahead. And if we can play that long game and build a nice real estate career, we'll make up for it. And we've been able to do that. And thank God, like I wouldn't be able to have the life I have today if I was a doctor, and which is crazy to say, right? Thank God for the almost, right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell me the number one reason you jumped into EXP. Um, like, did you start your career with EXP or did you hear about it at some point and make that switch? A move isn't easy, especially at high level of production. So where did that start? Yeah, I was very, very, very happy at Remax. So I had only been at Remax and had a long career there. I joined, to, to, to answer that question, I'll just give you a little backstory. I joined the Remax office I did because it was filled with the biggest hitters in my town. Like the, my world of real estate, I just looked at that office. I was like, okay, if I'm going to start in my 20s doing something, I'm going to go pair up. Like kind of, I was always drawn to like, some type of mentorship. I loved masterminds. I wanted to be involved. And I was like, there's no better office in town than who the broker owner was and who all the big agents were. And 
you know, that took me from, you know, starting out selling 10, 12 homes a year to selling 50 homes a year to, to, to growing. And I went from just kind of a little nobody to one of the bigger agents in that office. So Remax, it, I didn't even care about Remax at the time. I cared about the people. And I think that's the same analogy I'll use when I switched to EXP was the people that I saw starting to go were people that I was interested in being in business with. And so it, it just... What, what primed it for me was I went to an Inman Connect conference in New York about four or five years ago, saw EXP for the first time. And I'd been recruited to Keller Williams, but I'm like, no, I'm not a recruiter. I don't want to grow a downline. I don't want to get into a pyramid scheme. I was like, I'm, I'm happy at Remax. So I've always shunned away from, from Keller Williams because it just didn't attract me at that time of my business. So saw EXP, I go, wow, this is different, right? And I'm on the lines of like innovation, like I'm an early adopter, right? Like got a Tesla early, bought, I bought big screen TVs when they were 4,000 that are now 600 bucks. Like I'm totally an early adopter. I'm not an innovator, right? But I'm an early adopter. And, I, and I've done that my whole life. I want the new gadgets, the new technology. And I thought EXP was really something new. And then I had a mentor in my life say, you really should look at this. And then it wasn't until... Uh, Kevin Kaufman, Fred Weaver, you know, who are my sponsors, when they made the move from KW to EXP, that rate really made me take notice. And I actually called Kevin the next day. We weren't great friends by any stretch of the means. I had a couple of meetings with them. We knew of each other. I was considering coaching with them. But I just knew how he bled red. Like he was such a diehard Keller Williams agent. I'm like, how the heck did you guys move and why would you move? And we, so we were on the phone the next day and then they were in my office uh, within the week. So like when it comes to agent attraction, like I was the one asking, like, come talk to me, come talk to my team. And I don't get a lot of those, right? Like I've, I've had, I have a pretty good size revenue share line, but man, I'm pounding the phones and, and I'm asking for meetings and I'm just waiting for somebody to be like, hey, can you come talk to me about EXP like the way I did? Um, so I, I just saw really, so to answer that really question with a really long answer, um, I saw an opportunity for people to help my business go to that next level. I'd become the top agent in my office and I wasn't okay with that, right? I wanted to really be, the low man on the totem pole in any group that I was going to be with. And when I saw that group, like our, our EXP group is it's off the charts. Like when I look at who's, who's, you know, starting with Kevin Kaufman and, and on up, it, they are big, serious hitters. Right. And that was a rare, that's a rare thing to obtain in real estate where you just have that type of leadership that those board of directors available. And I, I, dove right into it. My three days after joining the EXP, I was on a flight out to Texas to go see Jay Kinder and Mike Reese. And I'm like, I'm just going to plug in. Like if you are going to take me in and you're up in your downline, then you're going to give back. And I just jumped on that. So that's what attracted me. I didn't really care about the stock, really didn't care about the revenue share at the time. It was um, how do I go to $100 million in my production? And these people, my sponsors and mentors are like, we'll get you there. I'm like, fine, get me to hundred million. That's what I want. Yeah. And like you, you touched on XP has so many great things. It's got revenue share, stock options, collaboration, so much more. 
And you said that what really drew you to EXP was the people, the people that you could be in 100%. business with. Now that you're over here, though, did you discover something more that maybe surprised you or um, something that really entices you to stay and want to grow with EXP? Or is it still the people? It, for me, it's still the people, right? Like, cause that, that's it. Like if somebody can help me show the way to get to my next level, cause what I know is where I'm at today, I'll have different problems today. And, and in two years, I'm going to have different problems as I keep growing my business, as I keep expanding uh, the people that I influence and, and leadership, I still need people like that. And they're expensive rooms, Gianna, to be in. Otherwise, like it's really hard to get in these rooms uh, the masterminds that we put on. So that is still my number one driver because God forbid, let's say EXP just goes away. They become an Enron. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm now a different person because of the time I've spent with them. I have different strategies. I have different thinking. I have different connections because of that. And that's mine to keep. So that's the beauty of it. There's such like, it, that's permanent. Now, what has surprised me was the stock I didn't really care about. And obviously, as you know, what the stock has done, I, I really care about it now, right? And it's, it has changed the tra trajectory for my family. So just in the four years, not even three, we're in our fourth year, uh, it, it's done more for me personally in three years than 15 years of real estate did prior. Wow. So that is really hard to ignore when I look right. at- it's about the, the quantity of time versus quality. Yeah, yeah, it's put us in a totally different place financially with revenue share and stock. Um, and it, but it wasn't what attracted me there. But once I saw it, 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 it I, ad I adopted it and said, okay, I, I want to start doing this. And, and the beautiful thing about revenue share, it's, it's not a get rich quick scheme. It is a long play and it's all about value. And for me, being 17 years in the business, having had my fingers on a thousand transactions, I think I might have one or two things to offer to some agents out there, right? And now if I really want to enjoy the fruits of revenue share, it's on me to give that all away, to give it away, to come on podcasts. I just spent the morning teaching a class in the eXp world. I spent Friday teaching in the eXp world, but I'm at that point in my career where I have enough career capital to to trade and to give. And it's, that's a really exciting part of my career right now is the amount of time I'm spending with agents that aren't on my team, but they're in my revenue share and I love it. And they're booking times on my calendar and we're going into their business and just to now be able to give back because you're not going to do great on revenue share if you're not giving back, in my opinion. Uh, maybe somebody's figured out how to do it by just sending people a link to sign up. But for me, it is saying, Gianna, I'm going to help you grow your business. Where are you right now? Where do you want to be? And I've yet to meet somebody who wants to go somewhere that we can't take them. Nobody has said to me, well, right now I'm selling 2,800 homes a year and I need to get to 8,000 homes a year. Mm -hmm. Like, I bet we can find the people I know in our network. I bet we can get Andrew Franklin or Dan Beer. Or like, we can get people who can, can do that. But 99, let's say 100 times out of 100, we can get them to where they want to go. And that's exciting to be able to take age and say, we're going to get you there. If you do right. your share, promise you we'll get you there. Absolutely. That's a no, really that's great place to be. Like what yeah. other real estate platform allows for that? And as a father of five and running a team, I've got to be good with my time. 
And I've told agents that like, Gianna, like you're not on my team and you're an agent I'm looking to attract and me spending time with you is actually the best thing for me. Isn't that weird? Like what kind of company is this that that says spend time here? Right. right. So that's in, in your be, coaching. Yep. Coaching. And, and, and really a lot of what I find is agents just need some accountability. They don't really need as much handholding as what they need is Gianna, what's the one thing we're going to work on this week? Just the one thing. Okay. So you are going to, you're going to be in my calendar at 10 o'clock on Tuesday. And on a scale of one to 10, one is you're not going to do it. 10, you will do it no matter what. How committed are you to get this one thing done? Okay. It's a nine. What can we do to get it to a 10? So it's a 10. So Tuesday at 10, when I call you, you'll have that one thing done. You do that week after week, after week, after week, you're going to build an incredible business. And that's what we can provide is the know-how and really the put some teeth in it. Cause I don't know, but I have two coaches. The last thing I want to do is get on with my coach. Be like, I didn't do anything we talked about. <laughs> like I'll do that a couple of times a year. Yeah. You know, a couple of times a year, I'll do that. Be like, hey, I'm going to be honest. I phoned it in this week. But week after week, if you're doing that, you're either going to quit or to get fired from your coach. So that's what agents need. That We need that. And we this, I feel like that's this is the best platform to provide that accountability. Yeah. And if you're going to be a coach, if you're going to have a coach, the thing is you have to be coachable or you're not going to go yeah. anywhere. And of course, life happens. Like you said, there's maybe one or two weeks of the year that you're like, sorry. <laughs> but other than that, it, it really keeps you accountable to hit those goals and to really build that team. And that, that's what makes it exciting. And I see a lot of hardware behind you that tells me yeah, right? you're quite the hustler. <laughs> okay, so um, hard. How, what do you do in your personal life to keep that work-life balance? How do you keep the peace? How do you make sure you spend time with those kids? I mean, five's a lot of kids. And five's a lot of life, kids. How do you keep peace in the best of both worlds? Yeah, great question. Because I do think success is no, it's not just money. And we're in a business where we measure money and transactions, right? And so I think the easy answer for that is Miracle Morning. If you have, I'm sure you've heard of it, right? Like I reread the version when Jay Kinder and Mike Reese did it. I still tell everybody to do that because there's so many components of the Miracle Morning that are going to help answer those questions. Um, and so, so for, for those me, that are like listening for the first time, what like qu as quickly as you like yeah. dumpsplain it, what is a Miracle Morning? Perfect. So I'll tell, first of all, Miracle Morning doesn't mean you have to get up early. That's the first thing. I'm not a morning person. I go, well, eventually you wake up. I'm trusting. <laughs> when you wake up, whenever that is, just start your day this way. Don't start it on Facebook. Don't start it on your emails. Don't start it on garbage. Just dedicate that morning to yourself and do that time after time after time, day after day after day, and just see who you become later. So to, to what the miracle morning is, it's an acronym, SAVERS. And I'll blaze through them. Silence, affirmation, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. Scribing is writing or journaling. It's those, I, I think those are seven. It's those items that if you do daily, you will become a different person. You will put your mind to something different your thoughts will start changing like we really like you think about a, a a new black tesla every day you're gonna just start seeing them right you just start seeing it because the there's your brain can't handle and hear everything so it's got selective vision and selective hearing so you're just going to focus on what you want to do but in, inside 
that, that morning routine, for me, that visualization got me really clear. And I think, I don't think people lack motivation. I think they lack clarity. And when we're not clear, we're not really sure what to do. Nothing's pulling us out of bed. Nothing's driving us. So I got really clear on the father I wanted to be, on the husband I wanted to be, and, and where I was really falling short. And just owning up, like this is this is my vision, but this is where I'm at today. Then let's bridge that gap. Let's go start to work on it, and and make that a priority. So when you do that, things just start falling away. Maybe some bad habits, maybe some bad time uses, because you're clear. And the best thing is when you can get your subconscious making decisions for you. So when your vision is so clear and your affirmations are so clear, when you reach for something that is in the fridge that doesn't line up. Your, your self-conscious is the one that's helping you say, that's not who we are. That's not going to help your vision. Um, when you, when buddies are like, Hey, let's go spend seven days in Vegas together. You're like, that's just not clear on my vision. Like that'd be a blast. We've done that before, but now I'm clear as to, as to where I want to be. And then I have boundaries. You know, I just set those boundaries. We were right. We were just in Disneyland over last weekend. And one of my employees was texting me. I'm like, I'm not working. Like, unless it is like something is the wheels are falling off, you just have to respect my boundaries because I will work a lot when I'm working. And then I just have to tell people, not right now, not right now. These are my boundaries because I'm being dad and, and I'm unplugging. Um, so I believe that miracle morning process, while it takes times, will help people put their parameters together to achieve the balance that they, that they want to achieve. And then we do quarterly check-ins. My wife and I will go... Um, have the kids we'll get a sitter for the kids and we'll go spend a night or two at a resort um, and check in with each other. Like, how are you doing? We do our wheel of life. Like how's our faith? How's our family? How's our fitness? How are our finances? How, how are those, how's our friendships? And we grade each other. And sometimes that's revealing like, wow, I had no idea you were at a three out of 10 on this. How, what can I do to support moving this from here to here? So we'd like to check in quarterly um, we were just down in Cancun for a mastermind and we stay a little bit, we come a little early and we stay a little extra. So a three day mastermind turned into a six day vacation and we plug in with each other. How are you doing? And, and what's the one focus? I love Gary Keller for how brilliant he is and his book, the one thing, love it. Like what's the one thing I can do in this area today and focus on that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really cool how, um, you dive into your personal life and really lean into those partnerships the same way that you're leaning into partnerships with EXP. I mean, it seems you have a great balance of, of that communication, both work life, home life, and it shows, you know, and the success and the accomplishments and the, the productivity that you have as an agent here. Um, and that kind of takes me to my next question. I mean, you're on the Icon podcast. You're an Icon Award winner. And I know some people listening to this, you know, the Icon Award is in their their aspirations. That's what they want to get. Um, can you kind of explain, though, what the Icon Award is and how much production that you had to do to get to it and the benefits maybe that the Icon Award has provided you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the Icon Award is going to be when you reach your cap at EXP, which is $80,000. So you generate $80,000 of GCI commission. You're now capped. And then it is doing 20 transactions after that. So it just depends on the area that you're in. For Arizona, I tell anybody, 
just to be safe, 35 sales a year. If you're doing 35 home sales a year, you probably would be an icon agent and you would be at eXp essentially for what I call free. Now, I like to use the analogy of renting and owning. Like when you rent an apartment, you get nothing back and the rent might be cheaper. But when you own, you know, there's this magical piece of equity. Like you get ownership in your home and you get to participate when it appreciates or de depreciates. But the, the icon award is not, it, it doesn't put cash in your pocket today, right? But it is taking the money that you would be spending, like throwing it away on rent, which is a brokerage, right? That's any brokerage out there that you're just spending. I just look at that as rent. I personally would rather spend a little bit more. There's a reason I don't live in a two bedroom apartment with five kids. There's a reason I own a home. And I want to own in that. And, and so just for me, when I, when I pitched it to my wife, not pitched it, but I told her what we were going to do. I said, I was 40 at the time that if I stay in real estate for the next 20 years, this icon award will make us $1 million. And I showed her just from what I was paying Remax to EXP paying me back at a zero appreciation, right? Just money out in rent versus I keep all my money. That was going to be a million bucks. Well, after three, four years and what the stock has done, we've done close to that already. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's the equity you get to keep. So once you achieve that capping plus 20 transactions, they're going to give you, uh, I know it changes. And I, shame on me for not staying up, but I think you get 8,000 right away. It used to be all 16, but now you're going to get 8,000 in stock that'll best for three years. And then they have you do some cultural commitments, which I love. So I, I teach uh, or I participate in the mastermind in the EXP world. And then when I attend these shareholders or the EXP conference, there's stock that's given. So all said and done, you'll, you'll give them 16,000. They'll give you 16,000 back in stock. And, you know, my first stock award was in 2019. And what that's worth today is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. More that's than great. I ever thought EXP would give me that we're using. I haven't touched it. We'll, we'll take it out. Um, I'll buy, I'll be able to go buy cash real estate, like buy homes for my kids that I'll keep forever that can cash flow thanks to these awards. You know, you do anything you want with it. Now, the one thing I did do is once I had enough stock in there to get my favorite car that I've wanted for a long time, I went out and bought that car. And I was like, all right, here's my trophy. So instead of getting a trophy right behind me, I went and bought a Model X Tesla. I'm like, this is the car I wanted and EXP paid for it. And I saw Glenn, our CEO, founder up at, a, at an Inman event. And I told him that story. I'm like, that was my first trophy that EXP gave me was, was my favorite car. Like, Pretty cool trophy to me. Yeah, not bad. That's really cool. Uh, just hearing the different experiences that these agents go through with the XP and the icon award and um, you know, how, how it's benefited you. Now you let's put you in a scenario here. You're in a room for just a few minutes with a new EXP agent. Right. And they're like, Oh, like everybody talks about the icon award, but like, what does it really do for me? Like, is it just like something cool to have? I, I mean, is it even obtainable for me? And you have a few minutes with them just a few sentences, how would you let them know to achieve that award? Why is it worth it for them? I would, you know, for me, I'm always wanting to start with somebody's goals and their why and what's driving all of that. And that's how I motivate people like, like Gianna, like your dream is this and that and that, and this is how it's going to help you achieve those dreams. But for anything to be achievable, I believe it just needs to be broken down to the basics. Like what's the first step to get to icon? But I would just look at their market, look at what that production is, and then 
we're just going to work it backwards and know what to do in the daily. Like, what do you need to do daily to get this award? But you, you know, the, the upside is you just have no idea what's going to be worth. I've seen articles that say, here's what the stock's going to be worth in 2025. Here's what we think it's going to be worth. Like, here's the PE ratios and the earnings. And I am a big believer of it. So I'm holding it. Like, I think we can get to that, that amount. And it's like, if you got to pay your dues somewhere, you might as well pay it to a company that can give it back to you. And so you should make it a big bullseye. And I think once people have a target, they, they, then they know how to go get it, right? And, and break it down. So it could be life-changing is what I would tell somebody. Like if somebody said, hey, five years from now, you'll have one award that's worth $163,000. Would that be worth it to go get it today? Because it could be. Right, absolutely. Um, And like bringing it to the final question, and there are agents out there that are high producing. They're not necessarily with EXP because they're sitting on the outside looking in thinking, where's the catch? This is too good to be true. What would you say to them to encourage them to make the jump? I mean, because when it comes to EXP, I mean, there's, there's competition, but it's friendly competition. You know, I approach you as a real estate agent and I say, Dave, I want to beat you next year. I want to sell more homes than you. I want to be more productive than you. And you say, bring it on. I want you to do that. You know? So what, from those that are on the outside looking in and skeptical, what do you have to say to them? Here's, here's what I have found with, with skepticism. It's really hard to maybe admit we were wrong, right? Or maybe it's hard to admit we passed an opportunity by. And I've had good success just telling agents like, Gianna, you're at this company and I think you're incredibly smart for being there and it's the right company and you didn't make a mistake. Um, but if I could just show you something that might change your life, would you just be open to looking at it now? You're not, this isn't because you made a bad decision, but I think there's information that you just don't, you're really not seeing all of it. And I'm not saying you're right. Right. So that, I think we have to give human beings the, the grace of you're not wrong because once it is, that's where I see the, the disconnect is don't tell me I'm wrong. Don't tell me I got to go tell my clients I was wrong. Then I got to tell my spouse I was wrong versus you were right and you're smart. But I think there might be something you're missing that I think it's worthwhile seeing. And that has lowered the sales guard for me to just start off on the same foot. Like, let's all agree that you're smart and you're at the right company. Because that's, I think, what people are hearing. You're dumb, Gianna, for being there and you're dumb for doing that. You're dumb for not being here. And I'm smart. Okay, let's talk then, right? And that, <laughs> well, it makes so to sense. do that, that takes relationships, that takes trust, mm-hmm. that takes somebody seeing that you care about them. Uh, but my other elevator speech would be, look, I believe this company can put your career on a 10-year acceleration. Mm-hmm. That's what it did for me. It doubled my business and tripled my profitability with all of these people helping me. And if we can help your business grow by a seven to 10-year bump, is that something you would want to look at? Forget the stock, forget the rev share. What if we just gave your business a 10-year boost? Right. No, those are great points. I mean, and for those watching right now, if you haven't come aboard the XP train yet, I think that might put you over that. You know, you're not wrong. You're not at the wrong company. But what could you be missing out on? Right. And you don't know what you don't know. 
And most people just really don't know it. And they're getting a bad taste in their mouth from maybe bad recruiting, like RoboDials and, and companies that are just calling, right? Like I've been recruited to eXp in the last month, Gianna, personally. Somebody has called to recruit me to eXp. Do you think that helps our cause when, when I'm being recruited by some random RoboDialer? You know, and so yeah. that's not going to attract anybody. So when we get that bad taste out, yeah, I don't want to be part of that. But who doesn't want to be part of, of a group of people uh, accelerating your business and giving away all of their secrets? Who doesn't want to be part of that? Right. They'd be crazy the if they understood. Yeah. Yeah. And it's international, too. I mean, where are we at now? Australia, even? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've lost track of how many countries we're in and uh, that... It, it's, it's going to go down as one of the greatest companies of all times. I heard Rob Flick say that, that he thinks this company will create more millionaires than any company in, his, in, in history. Like Google has created a lot of wealthy people, but how many millionaires will be created inside of this company? I think it will be the biggest company 10 years, 20 years from now to ever have done that. I believe in that. Uh, so we still have a long way to go, right? Our vision is to get to 500,000 agents. We're at 75,000. I think there's a lot of room for, for growth to be here. And it'll be great. As the more agents come to this, it's only for the agent. The agents are winning. So I'm all for us getting as big as possible. Right. That's great. Well, um, for those in the Arizona area, feel free to reach out to Dave as a coach, as a realtor, as a mentor. Uh, he seems excited to talk to you. Just take a minute and... Um, Anything else you'd like to add to that, Dave? I honestly, anybody that wants coaching, let me know. Like I, I'm at that point in my career. My team does the bulk of our productivity. Um, I don't charge for coaching, right? I pay for coaching. So I'm happy to give somebody a free overlook of their business. I've looked at a lot of businesses, look at P&Ls. And if there's something I can do to help somebody, I'm happy to do it. No strings attached. There's no, oh yeah, join EXP. But I do enjoy that. So this fits well for me that if I can relieve a little anxiety, a little uncertainty, just show somebody the right next step in their business, I'm happy to do that for anybody. Even if you're at EXP already, take me up on it. Uh, so I'm happy to throw that out to anybody listening or watching. And he's a resource right there, just like you said earlier, waiting for somebody to come to you and, and crack that open and see right. what they can do to to hit their goals next week, the next day, the next year. And we're excited yeah. about that here. Well, um, on that note, I think we can, we can wrap it up, Dave. Thank you so much for joining us on the icon today and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Gianna. I really appreciate it. It was great being here. Awesome. Keep up the we'll good work. All right. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay.